Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara. You are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. We are live in our home studio here at Boston Connect Real Estate, uh, located right in Pembroke Center. And um, I have the one and only Melissa Wallace with me today. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. How are you? Good, how are you? Oh, any better, I'd be on vacation. Boy, it's been a week, huh? Yeah, it has been a week, and it's only Tuesday. Oh, yeah, it's only Tuesday. Like, I feel like it's been, we've been around and around and around. But anyways, I am very excited about our show tonight. We have a special guest with us tonight. We have Susan Bollinger with us. Hello. Hello. And Susan is a full-time real estate agent here at Boston Connect Real Estate. Uh, She's the best of the best when it comes to everything that there is to know about real estate, buying a house, selling a house. Then what do you do if you're going to think about buying and selling a house at the same exact time? Well, that's going to be her topic tonight, right? Yes. Yep. So we're going to dive deep into that. If you have any questions for us regarding real estate or our topic, again, it's buying and selling at the same time and trying to maneuver through the nuances of how to get that done. 781-837-4900 is the phone number to the studio at WATD and they will pipe you over to us. But Sue, why don't you introduce yourself to all of our listeners? I know you've been on with us before. Now you're an old pro. So um, I know just for those, you've been in the business for quite a long time now. How many years? 20 years. 20 years. And Sue and I have known each other from other companies and uh, she's been with us forever. And at one point um, she was actually one of our she helped with all of our new agents in the mentoring program so she was one of our directors of that program and um she's so good with technology and we love being in the same room together when it comes (laughs) to technology we could literally get lost but uh but then we were fumbling around here earlier she's tripping over things i'm like where's melissa (laughs) well you you were saying like it's been a long week i feel like 
It's yeah. already, I've been telling people to have a nice weekend. It's only Tuesday. <laughs> have a nice weekend. It's like, I feel like that's another way of just like telling someone off. Like, have a nice weekend. Have a nice weekend. <laughs> I just told just, off a whole bunch of people. Just have a, have a nice weekend. I know. I get a text from you saying, are, are you coming back? And I'm like literally at the center of town. I'm like, yes, I've been, I've been, you know, helping Sharon with her client because she got an accepted offer. Yeah, we got, yeah, a lot of great things have happened. Yeah. Um, so we actually got a couple things under agreement today. Um, and then we have a new listing coming on tomorrow. So all exciting stuff that we can discuss at yeah. the end of the show. So, uh, yeah, it's been great. So, Sue, introduce yourself. And you know what I say, Susan Bollinger, but I always call you Sue. So it's, yes. what do most people call you? I don't even Sue. know. Most Sue? people call me Sue. Yeah. yeah. But I go, a lot of people call me Susan, too. Okay. Yeah. I've never heard you call her Susan. When okay. I'm when I am like if I'm looking up her phone number, it's Susan Bollinger. But if I'm talking to her or about her, it's Sue. I feel like when we have conversations, because like, we have Susan Solis, too. Yeah. So yeah. we always go, Sue, which means you. Yeah. Susan is her. Right, right. <laughs> That's how I differentiate. Yeah. We don't have to say the last name. We can't name. have yeah. any more Sues working yeah. at Boston. No more Sues. No more Sues. We're, we're I'm in capacity. that one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So tell everybody a little bit about you and your love for real estate. Well, you know, I've lived in Pembroke for a very long time. I grew up in Pembroke, actually. Uh -huh. Moved out of Pembroke for a while and then came back because I loved the town and wanted to raise my family here. So uh -huh. um, so I do love it here. And I've been selling real estate, as you know, for 20 years. Uh -huh. And um, I... I probably do um, both buyer agency and seller agency equally, yeah. I would say. Uh -huh. um, Which is interesting because... I mean, the last time we had you on, you talked about buyers, and you are so good at w working with buyers, too. But I would say that I would I, I should actually look at the statistics on this is, do agents tend to be one or the other? Because if yeah. you were to guess what I was, what would you say? Seller's agent, definitely. Yeah, right? It just is my vibe, always yeah. has been my vibe. Um, of course, I do help people buying houses, but it's always like, how many more four-bedroom colonials can you look at? Can you make up your mind? No. Yeah. <laughs> I actually love working with buyers. I yeah. love it. I I don't mind looking at, you know, I, I do want people to eventually buy something, mm -hmm. but yeah. I don't mind looking at 50 houses and, yeah. you know, 50 different colonials. And, and sometimes yeah. that happens. I could, I've had clients go up to three years looking, sadly. Yeah. You know? Well, when the market is the way that it is right now, that's, yeah. you know, understandable. But um, one of the things where you, this was your topic and it's a great idea, why don't you let everybody know what you wanted to discuss tonight with all of our listeners? So I thought talking about, you know, buying and selling at the same time was an important topic because, you know, a lot of people out there right now are, you know, they, they have a house to sell. They want to mm -hmm. buy something. They want to do the move, but they just, it just seems overwhelming to them. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you do both at the same time? Is it going to, you know, do you have to carry two mortgages? Like there's so many questions involved and, mm -hmm. you know, we are sort of like project managers in our business, right? So we have to figure out, you know, the best way to get a client through it, depending on their needs. Every client's needs are different. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, some people have the ability to buy first, some people don't. And so we have strategies for both. And I thought it was an important topic so that people feel comfortable listing their homes. Mm -hmm. And it really is one of those things like what came first, the chicken or the egg, you know, and there are so many different nuances on it. And I actually taught a class in the office today, which was a lot of fun, is um, on that whole, you know, marketing. And we used yeah. your topic as uh, our ebook. So um, maybe you can get that ebook put together. So I, after absolutely. this class, people, I mean, after this show tonight, you can send people, if they want more information on it, you can send it to them. So why don't we talk... Um, 
let's get right into it too that so the options for buying and selling at the same time and option one is buy first then sell so why don't you tell people though what are your options when you're thinking about buying a new home but you already own a home so the three main things are your the three choices you really mainly right so you the first choice of course is you know buying a house without selling your house Mm -hmm. so um there's different ways you can do that second choice is um you know doing both at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, and then the third choice is selling your house first and then renting somewhere and then buying. So mm-hmm. there's, there's different ways of doing it. Yep. And too, I, I'm hoping that we're going to get into too how you can be protected so you know that you're not going to be left homeless. Yes. I have never, I haven't had a homeless client in 21 years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. Yeah. We're, we're, on a, we're on a track record there. <laughs> There'll be no homeless uh, clients out of uh, Boston Connect Real Estate. That's right. Unless you choose to be. Yeah. I've had clients choose to be homeless. Yeah. Like, you know, they knew they were selling their house. They were going to go rent somewhere. Mm -hmm. And that's what they wanted to do. But they didn't have, you know a family to yeah, move to, with to them. Move so to. It's, it's a little bit more complicated if you have a family, of course, yep, right? Absolutely. So, All right. So talk, let's talk about the first one. So you can buy first and then sell. So why don't we get into some of the you know benefits of buying a new home before selling your current one? Yeah. So if you buy your home, if you can uh, buy your, if you have the ability, financial mm-hmm. ability to buy a home first, it's better for a lot of reasons. First of all, um, you know, you don't, you're not rushing mm-hmm. to buy something. You take your time and you wait and you find the right house. Yep. So if you can get pre-approved for a loan or even a bridge loan of some kind or, you know, there's there's ways around it. Maybe you use the equity in your home. Mm-hmm. But if you can find a way to um, buy first, you can write an offer without it being subject to the sale of your home. Yeah. If you, you know, can do that, then if you're you can in a financially good, do that. If you yeah. can financially do that. But what do you do if you can't? What if I have to sell my house before I go on to buy so another one? In that case, what you do is, you know, um, you have to you list your house mm-hmm. and have it subject to, uh, you know, any offer you make on a home is subject to the sale of your house. Mm-hmm. So we we as agents, as professionals, and this is this is why it's really important to hire a professional because as a professional, we know the right language to put in the offer subject to the sale of XYZ property. Mm -hmm. Um, And we put language in there that protects you from, you know, buying, you know, Mm -hmm. if if something falls through with the sale of your house, then you get your money back and you don't have to Mm -hmm. move forward with that purchase. So because I would say too, that one of the bigger obstacles are if you're going to buy your house and it is contingent upon selling your current house. I mean, there are so many different nuances that you have to consider because if, if I'm working with you and helping you find a house, let's say we go, we find one, we put in the offer. And it's okay, Mr. and Mrs. Sala, we want to purchase your house. And they say, oh, and we put in there contingent upon the buyer, you know, the, the conveyance of and, you know, pr- proceeds coming our way of 123 Main Street. So now the seller is seeing that, but with it being a seller's market, they're going to say, okay, is your house on the market yet? Yeah. Are you ready to be on the market yet? Do you have an accepted offer? If it is, uh, do you have a signed purchase and sales agreement? So from a negotiation standpoint, I don't think it puts people in a good place. Right. What are your thoughts? So what you do instead is you, you know, obviously when you list your house, it's subject to the seller finding and securing suitable housing. So you have to put that right in there. And then 
hopefully you get a buyer mm -hmm. that you know puts that allows you the time to find a new home mm -hmm. and you write that into the purchase and sale agreement so that way uh you already have a signed purchase and sale. And the benefit of that is, is you know how much money, how much equity you're going to get from yeah. your house in order to put on the house that you're buying. So um, it's it's definitely easier to do it that way because you know what the variables are already. It's it's one step close. Uh, obviously, if your house isn't sold yet, that's a big if for people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I recently you know I met some buyers who wanted to put an a an offer in on a property and their financing was fine but they had a house to sell and they hadn't listed yet yeah and so when that happens you know it's really difficult that's a big chance that the seller has to take mm -hmm. so you really have to have your house listed and you have you know the further into the process you go the more likely you're going to be to be able to get an accepted offer on the other end i okay so i want to back it up a little bit yes. so being able to purchase a home before you sell your home, we'll get back to that part. What What's the first step, step to know that you can do that? So I know we're saying, oh, if you can, if you can, but what, yes. what if someone's listening right now and they're thinking, oh, I think I could purchase something without having to sell my house, what would be their first step? First step is to get pre-approved. Um, you know, I have some other clients that are pre-approved to buy without having to sell their house. So talk with your uh, mortgage professional. I, you know, I have a list of people that I could provide, um, you know, free mm -hmm. pre-approved. But the first step is definitely getting pre-approved to make sure you can do that. Now, another option is a lot of people have their homes um, completely paid off, you mm -hmm. know, especially like an older couple that, you know, maybe they've gone through the 30 years or they did a 15 year and their home is paid off. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can use the equity in your home. Mm -hmm. So you just have to sort of prove that your house is paid off. Mm -hmm. in order to put the offer in on the next property. Mm -hmm. uh, did you already say proof of funds? Like just if you have cash? Proof of funds if you have cash. Mm -hmm. I didn't say that yet. Yeah, so. so if you just had, you know, cash that you could pay for your next house, you could just have, make sure you have your proof of funds and it could be in investments or whatever. Yep. You know, we just accepted um, an offer on one of my listings and it was cash and they just send along the proof of funds. That just shows that they have enough money in their account to cover it. And I find a lot of people who have, who, or cash buyers, they get a little, um, you know, it's almost defensive because they don't want to give away their financial information. And really, you just need to go down, go to your lender, I mean, your uh, bank, mm -hmm. and just ask them to write a letter. And yeah. like, say you're offering 600000 client has in excess of 600000 in their account to cover yeah. the cost. Mm -hmm. You don't have to give away your account number and your bank statements and all that stuff. You can just get the letter from get your banker. Letter. Yeah. I think I'm at the point in my buying process that I would be like, please just look at everything. I can afford it. Please just sell it to me. Uh -huh. <laughs> please. It's a really rough market right yeah. now. It really is. I know. Yeah. It's tough. Um, so I was going to say something else about that whole buying first part, too, is... If you can buy first, it also helps you, don't you think, like you can move slowly? Yes. So you can do that process. Yeah, and you can yeah. move it. You can um, you can buy the house, do the renovations that you want to do beforehand. If, you're, if you have the ability to buy first, mm -hmm. do renovations, paint before you move in. Then you can move everything in and then sell your, your first property. Mm -hmm. It does make the process a lot smoother. But yeah. again, not everybody has the ability to do that. And so we come up with... You know, especially like second time buyers, mm -hmm. you know, um, it, it's important to have a strategy in place, mm -hmm. uh, you know. But again, if you're hiring a professional to do this, they have the language available 
to put in your offer, in your listing contract, mm-hmm. in your listing mm-hmm. to say, like, you know, subject to, you know, this home uh, get finding a suitable, ho- you know, find, mm-hmm. sell, subject to seller finding suitable housing, mm-hmm. you know, and then they put the right language in the offer. Yeah. So. I was actually, you know, t- in um, conversations with somebody recently, I had done um, a CMA for them and a uh, beautiful home down in Weymouth that they purchased and that they, they've been in for several years. And that was the, that their decision was, we remembered when we were buying this house, it was just maybe like five, you know, between five and seven years ago, that the pressure of finding something because their other house was under agreement. Yeah. So I do think that if you do have the, if you are positioned correctly to buy without having to sell in that whole equation yeah. that, you know, it takes, it does take off a lot of stress. And that's what they're deciding to do though is, opposite of that is they are looking to find what they want before they put their house on the market. So maybe we should talk about those consequences. Yeah. So I actually had a client a few years back that, you know, we did the subject to suitable Mm -hmm. uh, in their listing agreement and they were, they were in, they were admittedly very picky buyers. Yep. So they wanted to upgrade um, their house already was beautiful, but they just wanted like you know something slightly different. Mm-hmm. And we had being very specific, and yeah. people should be. You should be if you're buying yeah. something, you should like what you're buying. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so um, they uh, had buyers that loved their home, went through the home inspection process, were ready to go. But the su- we had subject to suitable in their mm-hmm. contract. My buyers, my sellers, never found a property. Mm-hmm. So they. You know, we looked for three months and then the buyers had to make a decision, you know, do we move on or, you know, like... Do we consider, yeah, continue to give them an extension? Yeah. But here's my thought on that. It's, okay, so the seller couldn't find a house in three months. How long what, How long did that buyer take to get an accepted offer or find that house? Like, you know, I yeah. feel like as a buyer, you really do <laughs> have to I love that we have your perspective. Like, this yeah. is so awesome sitting here with her because, honestly, her head went somewhere mine never would was, all right, did it already take you three freaking months to find this house? And right. then you yeah. just gave up another three months? Three months? It would be a miracle. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like, three I months, know. if I could find a house in three months, that would be a miracle because this market has changed so much just even in the short amount of time that I've been pre-approved. Yes. It's like going from seeing a bunch of houses every single week to one a month. Oh my gosh, that's nuts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Every five weeks. Yeah. You know, so how long did it take those buyers to find a house? 75 other people. Yeah. Me and 75 other people that I'm competing with, you know, how long did it take those buyers to find a house? Like, Mm -hmm. how many offers did they get rejected? How many, you know, what did they have to go through to get to where they are? You have a house. You have secured your house. Well, here's the other thing, too, is they secured their house and they were willing to wait the three months. Don't worry about us. So we just argue all the time. We're not argue, but we debate. (laughs) all the time so I'm just going to look you in the eyes not only that because you bring up such valid points is they waited three months did they potentially lose something else while they were waiting for your client to find a house right right I mean that's a bump I mean this is why it's such an emotional who knows who knows if they would have gotten that one either right you know what I mean yeah I know just never know Mm -hmm. but that's this market this what happened to these people was a few years ago yeah yeah. you know just saying but I agree with you it's a it's difficult yeah Uh, you know and I do feel that sellers it is a seller's market 100% that buyers are willing to wait as long as it takes in yeah. some instances. And mm-hmm. now I was doing an analysis for somebody else recently and um, she doesn't want to leave her house 
um, until, you know, the end. Like, she doesn't even really want to put it on until probably August, September, you know, for a later closing into the fall. And I said, honestly, I know what the numbers are doing right now, the market value. If you put it on now, I'm guaranteeing you could probably find a buyer that would still be willing to wait. Yes. Until October yeah. to close. Absolutely. Don't you think? This is the market. Mm-hmm. This this market is, we need more listings and pe- mm-hmm. buyers are willing to wait. So if mm-hmm. people are thinking that, you know, they're going to wait to the fall, I highly recommend rethinking that right now is the great time to sell 100% too because you know here's the thing too is like things tend to slow down a bit as we're getting into July and here we are in New England you know it it's so soggy out you know what I mean I I, does it does it it only rain here like don't you feel like I feel like I'm in like raining in Hanover I feel like I'm in England or something this is so it's the weirdest month of June yeah I feel like when is is when is the summer sometimes it's warm yep muggy and then (laughs) all of a sudden it starts raining and it's cold again I don't know what's going on (laughs) yeah it's it's just crazy but what our point is is you know what people are still they want to buy your house yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) yeah I think I saw something come on this week that said um in the disclosures that the seller prefer to September closing I yeah mean, how many months away is that so people are waiting and I'm, and I'm telling you from a buyer's perspective I would wait too mm-hmm. you know because yeah. when you are waiting so long in between mm-hmm. being able to see houses you're okay like right. I, I mm-hmm. feel like if I was to get something in agreement right now I would give them a few months to find mm-hmm. something because I know how long it's taken me between each showing yeah. yes and every buyer is different everybody you know every buyer mm-hmm. you know like I said everybody's different but you know, it's just the reality that we're living in right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And Christine Fisk, uh, she's a mortgage loan officer at Harbor One Mortgage, and she does a lot of work with um, with Kristen Howlett, uh, who's a full-time real estate agent here. She had a good point here. So, Christine, if you want to call into studio, that would we're happy to have your perspective on the show as well, 781-837-4900. Mel will put that number right there in the chat for you. Um and um, but her point is, or do they no longer qualify for the mortgage because the rates went up in those three that's months? So, so th- that's such a good topic yes. to, to really be considering. Yeah, I was just thinking about this earlier too because I know of an offer being negotiated, but I'm like, just I've been there, so I'm just like, oh my gosh, like make sure you call your loan officer and make like because now it's like what seven mm-hmm. seven or something. Yeah, like oh a week ago it might have been different, but yeah. like make sure that you are calling your loan officer to make sure that you can afford that. Yeah, call yeah. your loan officer every minute. Yeah, so I don't know if Christine wants to call in, but we're going to leave you that number, but she does make such a great point. And then one of my clients actually is on uh, there, uh, Amy, and she said, we are currently working with Sharon ourselves, and I learned how much the terms of our offer really matter. Sellers want the extra time. And it's interesting because this actually is a good mixture between Christine's comment and what Amy is saying is we just sold their condo, and that was more of an investor type of, um, you know, loan that this, yeah. the person was going for. But I knew that they were getting that. I knew from my clients that this was a really good offer with really good terms and conditions. And I'm never going to force anybody to do anything they're uncomfortable with. But I had to say to them, if you're uncomfortable for a month, does the, and you make this much more money. Yeah. Is it worth it to you? And right. they said yes. But one of the things we were able to negotiate because a um, vacation fell in there too is so we made the sale of their condo um, 
initially it was contingent upon them finding suitable housing, but then we ended up taking it off because the offer was so good. And they're living with family, but we're going to be closing at the end of this month. Um, but we were able to do a two-week lease back. Oh, perfect. Hey, Sharon. So, yeah. Christine is on the line. Perfect. Hello, Christine Fisk. How are you? Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Why don't you give yourself a little uh, promo there for everybody as well so everybody knows who they're listening to? So it's completely random. I was going to be a fly on the wall listening to this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) But you couldn't uh, stop yourself. (laughs) We start talking about mortgages, and I'm like, oh. So Mm -hmm. anyway, um, I decided just to call in. I I don't mean to crash your party. No, Um, it's good information. My name is Christine Fisk. I I work for Harbor One Mortgage. Like like Sharon said, I work closely with Kristen Hallett. Um, We do a lot of transactions together. Um, Love your team, by the way. Um, and I just, um, I was happened to be working tonight and I was like, oh, well, listen to this while I work away and now you've got my attention. So, mm-hmm. uh, I hesitated on chiming in, but I live here locally in Halifax. I cover Bridgewater branch, Plymouth branch of Harbor One Bank because we're owned by Harbor One Bank, even though we're Harbor One Mortgage. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just, a, I'm a local face and yep. That's pretty much my story. Did you know Nick? Uh, Nick, was it Nick? Um, oh, what was his name? What was his last what was name? His last name. Uh, and he passed away. So just, we'll talk about that offline. Anyways, um, okay. yeah. So <laughs> your point was what you have to be concerned for, right? So if buyers are saying, "Okay, Mr. Seller, I am willing to wait until you find suitable housing," how should a client, you know, if Sue's client is the buyer, how should that be better prepared? If you're just gonna let somebody be free, willy, you know, doing whatever, you know, take as long as they want to right. those. Yeah, and typically, I mean, if you're, it, it's so hard to walk someone in without really having a definitive date. And we all know that if, like, with new construction, you say, oh, it's 60 days, and you really don't want to lock in until you have some sort of confirmation that's going to happen. So, as a loan officer, we don't like to lock in rates without some sort of definitive close date. And then you run the risk because everybody right now is, you know, assuming your top debt to income ratio is 50, everyone's a 49.99. Mm-hmm. And it's just nerve wracking. And, it, and it's just, if someone doesn't have a lot of wiggle room, we have to have the conversation with them of, you know, your rate has to be this for you to qualify. And if they don't possibly have the funds, um, to buy down a rate if they had to in the future. Um, you just have to have a conversation with them that they're at risk for not qualifying. And it's nerve-wracking for us because, you know, no one works a salary job anymore. And it's, you know, if someone decides to cut back on their hours and not tell me, and it's just so many unknowns out there um, with income today because everybody is maxed, maxed out. There's no room for... Mm-hmm mistakes and it's you just have to have that conversation with the buyer of what they're getting themselves into can christine can i just ask you something a little off topic just uh, just it's sure. still on topic but um what about bridge loans is uh, can you talk about what that looks like for a buyer if they want to you know buy a house without having sold their home first well we don't offer bridge loans that they're, they're a bit hard to find i think they're a niche market um, a lot of people today are using equity lines from their primary residences that they have one currently, and they're taking an equity line and using that as a down payment. Um, okay. Typically, that, typically that's the route to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And, um, and they'll I, incur usually early payment penalty for closing out that equity line when they do close on their primary, but 
for like a $575 fee on average. It's just the cost of doing business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, because the cost to extend out the rate, right, when you're lock-in, right? I mean, 90 days yeah. is a long time, right? Yeah. Um, it is. No, I have so, a question. And the longer you... <laughs> The longer you lock out your rate, the higher your rate is. You know, a 30-day rate is going to be a little bit more favorable than a 90-day rate. And then, you know, you're paying a daily fee. Is that you, Melissa, that had a question? Yes, it is. Hi, Christine. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I have a question. Uh, So would it be helpful, um, you know, I understand that, like, the rates are sort of ever-changing, but would it be helpful if the buyer had a property under agreement that was sort of below what they could afford? So, like, say that they could afford up to 400, but they have something under agreement for 325, you know? Would that help sort of with the cushion, like, with allowing a seller to, because they they could maybe financially afford a little bit of a fluctuation in the rate? I, I would hug my buyers if they would do that. Um, <laughs> but that's not you usually the case. Kristen, oh, no, it's not. And you can ask Kristen. I, I don't sleep well because people are at the tippy top of their ratios anyway. But, yeah. you know, everyone right now is trying, trying to get a home. And as you know from personal experience, they're just trying to get a home and they're what can we afford because we know our prices around here and they're at everybody is at their max i have a couple right now actually who came to that first time homebuyer session we had in your office i'm totally pushing them towards the attleboro area because they don't have children it's close to both of their works but they can get an affordable starter condo low property taxes low condo fee and stop renting and Attleboro is just way more favorable and affordable for them. And I would like, if you go down there and out, find right? yourself a 250 condo, oh my gosh, you have so much wiggle room and I don't have to stress. And I feel like it's we're seeing things going more south, more south, more south, right? Don't yeah. you think? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I actually had lunch with someone today that brushed up on my Rhode Island housing skills because everybody's going to... Attleboro, and then they tippy-toe over, and they're into Rhode Island. So, Well, I know that um, Kristen Hallett and I are going to be working on getting our license in Rhode Island, so she has been after me Fantastic. to do that. So. I'll do it with you. All right, so, all right. <laughs> can you plan it? <laughs> can, you, can you tell us what we have to do so yeah. we're going to do that? <laughs> give us a step-by-step. Step. Yeah, exactly. Well, Christine, thank I'm you so much I, for calling in. Do you no, have any like, last so thoughts welcome. for us or anything that you know no. the buyers and sellers should be considering if they're thinking about buying and selling at the same time? Oh, it's if you. It's just really tough, you know. It's holy water. I don't know. Holy water. Anybody, That's what we're any, telling everybody. Any advice. It's like it's like I where do we want to meet? Wanna... We're gonna go look at a house. Where do we meet? We're gonna meet at St. Mary's Church. <laughs> we're gonna say a prayer before we go. <laughs> For everybody, maybe, maybe awesome. my clothes. You should bring a rosary beads yeah. to your your buyer meetings. But no, anyway. So. No, thank you for having me. I just, I always will spew information that I can. Um, and uh, I look forward to listening to the rest of your conversation. Yeah, we appreciate quietly. you. But, uh, Christine, before you go, <laughs> uh, before you go, the, again, this is Christine Fisk. Uh, she is a mortgage loan officer at Harbor One Mortgage. And her phone number is? 617-697-6566. One more time. 617-697-6566. Six five six six, and you can text me pretty much any time and call me during 
somewhat normal business hours because <laughs> yeah. we do sleep. <laughs> and, and occasionally, right? I yeah. know. <laughs> right, but again, right. thank you so much for calling in. We appreciate you. And thank you for no, always taking welcome. such great care of Kristen Howlett. Again, full-time real estate My agent here. My pleasure. Yep. She loves you. Thank you. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Yeah, see, it really is important for us to have a team of people on our side that are thinking about these things as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because and it's good to know that nobody here is sleeping. Yeah, you know, that's not not one true. single person. Not one single person. <laughs> <laughs> not one person has gotten any sleep I in the past in, twenty I, years. I think I walked in last week or the week before, and you you literally looked at me and you go, "Don't take this the wrong way. You look exhausted." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how you hate when people say like, "Oh, you look tired." So I was like, "I just want to say, don't take this the wrong way, but you really do look tired." <laughs> Yeah. It's on honestly, and it's like, like it's like constant running exhaustion, know. you know, is. in this market for, with buyers. But it's it's all worth it when you find the right house for the. Person, and too, so. I mean, Sue, this is like such a good topic for us to be discussing too, because I think that one of the things I love about being the broker of our firm, you just heard Christine say it. I love your team over there. Like yeah. she doesn't think of just Kristen as the only person that she works with. She's thinking of all. We all have the reputation of sort of being a team for each other, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. But we're also that way for our clients. I actually have goosebumps right now because we are not sleeping because we are really worried about trying to find you a house. It's or, true. Like, how can we line this up for you? And, you know, right now I've been working with a lot of clients where they're selling you know, mom's house or they're selling dad's house or mom passed away. Like, you know, all these situations. Right. Helping with cleanouts over at someone's house at seven in the morning, cleaning out with right. Mark, you know. Right. Absolutely. So we're really, really fortunate that way. Um, all right. So let's move on to the next part of this is selling first and yes. then finding a house. So the pros of that and the cons. So the pros of that, I mean, you move in, if you're, if you have the ability to go rent a place, mm-hmm. you know, like ideally a month to month, but you know, if you get into a, you know, one year rental, whatever, what, you know. We had somebody who did a short term rental, winter rental that rented for two years. So yes, I they couldn't I, find anything. Yeah. I, I have a client doing the same. Mm-hmm. Right yeah. Now. I would just, be nervous. So be prepared, rental. but be prepared to do that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So renting is an option. Mm-hmm. Obviously I have some other clients, uh, planning to live with family. Um, you know, there's other options out there, especially if you don't have kids. I think uh-huh. it's more difficult to do when you do have kids because uh-huh. you don't want to uproot your kids. But, you know, if you have the ability to go somewhere and, uh, you know, sell your home first, then you ha- you know exactly how much money you got. Uh-huh. You know, your house is sold. You don't have that contingency. It's so much easier to go in and make an offer on something and say, well, here's my proof of funds, you uh-huh. know, and maybe you're getting a small mortgage or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's it's so much more beneficial because your your offer is so much stronger. And I want to clarify one thing that you said too is when you're saying it's a lot easier when you don't have kids, it's logistically. Logistically. We're, we're not from a fair housing standpoint. I have kids. <laughs> yeah. I have a, a, a daughter cat. and yeah. she's a cat. Yeah. So like from a fair housing standpoint, right, we're right. not saying you can't do this because you have kids. Thank um, you for catching that. Yeah. But just so you know, um, I sit on the grievance committee for uh, the state of Massachusetts for the National Association of Realtors, Massachusetts Association. Yes. And uh, Sue is on the level ahead above me, which is professional I don't standards. I above you. I think it's just a different 
Well, the next step. The next step. From grievance yeah. to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're all equals here. We're all, all equals. equals. Yeah. yeah. So she's on professional standards. So we didn't mean anything by that. But, yes. No, no, no. But, and you know, and here's the other thing, too, is, you know, being able to sell, you, then you put, it puts you in just a different um, category when you go to negotiate at that Absolutely. point, right? Ne- so. Negotiation's so much easier if you don't have something, mm-hmm. to, an extra contingency. So already there's like contingencies that you have to consider. You know, there's the mortgage contingency, there's the home inspection contingency, you know, mm-hmm. the appraisal contingency, you know, there's all these contingencies. So if you're taking that off the table, then mm-hmm. that's one less thing a seller has to worry about. Yeah. And this is, you know, Amy is, I think she's still up there as well. My clients that um, had uh, sort of put something in the chat for us. And that's exactly where we were with them. And I said, you know, it, you know, and again, it's hard to uproot. You know, you have your kids, you have your cat, you have, you know, cats, you have, you know what I mean? Your lifestyle, you, you work from home. It's not going to be easy to do it, but you have to sort of pick your discomfort level. Absolutely. What's better? Would you rather have the money and know that you got it and be able to then? I don't think that their offer would have been accepted if it wasn't already under agreement. Right. So, and they got a really, really nice house. But also, don't you think, too, as a seller, if you have the ability to rent, move in with family, friends, to do something, yeah, the money that you'll make... On the, at the, like the equity that you're going to gain on your house. Absolutely. The sale it, price will be worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You're not feeling rushed. You mm-hmm. know, you know, like if you're, if you, if you do it the other way and you buy first and you don't know what you're getting for your house, now you're stuck. Now you have to sell your mm-hmm. house in order to keep what you're buying. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the less ideal way to do it because you don't, you still don't know what your house is selling for, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you want to make sure you know what your funds are. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, if you sell your house and sort of get into some sort of short-term rental or moving in with family or something, you're avoiding a part of a domino effect. Yeah, so right. it's, you could be purchasing a house, but you don't have like a home sale contingency yourself, but that the seller of the house that you're purchasing may be purchasing something else. So like that's the domino, but right. at least you don't have the one behind you, you know, so you have to close on four properties in the same day which isn't going to happen right mm-hmm. you know so there's there's sort of a, a silver lining a little bit i guess mm-hmm. with yes. that one but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. definitely um, so it's it's almost like yes it's added stress of moving twice but like there's a, that bigger added stress of like you you physically don't have a house to sell you already sold it mm-hmm. right right and i feel like the objection always is for us and this is why you do need a professional you know on your team is our goal is always to try to align those dates so they are coinciding so you can buy and sell on the same day right so why don't you talk a little bit about that as well yeah i i think um you know i don't want to discount the fact that we can there's absolutely strategies to buy and sell at the same time so that you're not like feeling like you're homeless for a year mm-hmm. with with kids or a dog or a cat yeah you know mm-hmm. like if you <laughs> unless you. how you're I both love- including cats because yeah, cats. you're looking at me because that's all i have and a cat <laughs> a cat <laughs> so you know so you want to make sure that you you know um if you're working with a professional we're putting the appropriate language in to protect you at all times mm-hmm. uh, and it's definitely something that can be overcome you mm-hmm. can buy and sell at the same time it's always better to at least have your house under agreement mm-hmm. before you put an offer in on something. Yep. Uh, so, because, you know, honestly, if 
if I'm a listing agent and someone comes in with that offer and they have a house to sell, if it's not under agreement or it's not on the market yet, mm-hmm. I feel like, well, how do I even know that they're going to yeah. sell it for what they think they're going to sell it for? So One of the other things, too, we sort of skipped by, too, and I'm just thinking about this because it sort of happened to me on the other side. I was as a buyer's agent, but if you consider, you know, buying someplace before and let's just say you put in an offer and it's contingent upon you selling your property and you don't have it on the market yet, that the, the seller of that other house could say to you, okay, Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, we're going to allow you, we're going to give you 30 days to get an accepted offer. We're going to give you two weeks to get an accepted offer on your property. And if you can't, then we'll revisit it and maybe we'll extend it. But if you can't get, you know, get your house under agreement in two weeks, a month, whatever it is, then we're going to move on. So that that works too. So you can be creative when you're putting your offers together. And with my client, it ended up, we went in and looked at a condo last week and the, the agent told us, oh, they're looking for an end of July closing date because that's they had something accepted of on that. And I said, okay, that's perfect. So on my offer, I said honor before July 28th because my clients were cash. But the, the other person was like, oh my gosh, the, the sellers of my place actually want to go clo- go sooner, but we held back because we weren't sure how soon we'd get ours under agreement. So having a cash offer, we were like, all right, well, we can close whenever you want. So now instead of July 28th, it's going to be like July 6th. Oh, perfect. So you can, you know what I mean? Yeah. Having conversations with the other agents is really important. Very important. And you, yep. you need to have hire somebody that does that, has good relationships with people in the industry and knows how to negotiate these things. Yeah. Talk a little bit about some of the contingencies, like the dates and the deadlines that, you know, when we are, you know, trying to maneuver this roadmap for people buying and selling at the same time, how it's really important to have this commitment letter before this commitment letter and all those things. So what I'm doing is, is when I have a seller who has their house under agreement and they're going to put an offer on something, I look at what the commitment date is in the seller's contract. Mm-hmm. And then I try to line that up and I write, I always do like two or three days before. Yeah. You know, or after, like, so I want this commitment date to be after yep. the sellers. So they have to be lined up. So that way, if the buyer falls through for the seller's house, mm-hmm. they're not stuck with mm-hmm. having to lose their deposit. It's, it's about protecting the deposit money for yep. the clients because you do have loopholes written into the purchase and sale agreement that allow you to get your money back if certain dates aren't met, if certain contingencies aren't met. It's so So. important. And Sue, I'm not saying anything poorly or badly about any agent out there, but there have been several times I have been the listing agent on that property and I don't ask the buyer's agent where my commitment letter is. I'm assuming that you know when it's due. And if you don't get it to me when it's due, you better have an extension. Yeah. Because if it's the day after, you just risk that person's deposit. And that's my job is my fiduciary responsibility is to the seller. Right. Right. Why would we chase that down? We want to protect the seller. And if they don't meet their date, then we keep their deposit. And I've had many of agents call me and say, oh my God, I can't believe I forgot that the commitment was due yesterday and I needed an extension and blah, 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 blah. Yep. And I was like, well, I'll have to get approval from the seller at that point. So, yeah. Or let's just hope you can get it to us and everything stays together because, you know, you're... The, so your client important. is risking $25,000 right now. Absolutely. You know. So the, getting that appraisal in before the commitment date, all of those things matter. Yeah. So what are some other final, I can't believe we only have four minutes left. Oh, in. we have four we, minutes. Yeah. We want to talk about a couple things going on too um, with, yes. you know, the show coming up on Saturday, but do you have some final thoughts or points that you definitely want to get out to our listeners? Well, I think 
the, the main point is, is to make sure you're hiring a professional. Mm-hmm. And you could certainly call me and I'd be happy to help you, of mm-hmm. course. <laughs> <laughs> and we would so. highly recommend that, that you call so, Sue Bollinger. Yes. <laughs> so um, it, it just don't. Don't try to do it on your own if you don't know how to do it because mm-hmm. it's too important of, a, of an issue. Yeah. You, you need to know how to buy and sell at the same time. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, then you could really hurt yourself. You could lose a lot of money. Yeah. So. And, too, I mean, we did this in 45 minutes, and certainly we could talk about it for much longer. Absolutely. And I know you're in the process right now of uh, creating a nice ebook that for people. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> if people wanted to get that ebook on, you know, the whole process of buying and selling at the same time, how can they get in touch with you? Um, they can reach me at 508 317 Say that one more time. 508 508- Three one seven five seven two nine, and your email address is um, s as in Susan Bollinger B O L L I N G E R mm-hmm. at bostonconnect.com. Yep, and you can always go to bostonconnect.com and you can find uh, her under our agents. And yes. if you are interested in getting that ebook that she is creating, um, she's happy to share that with you. <laughs> There's the pressure. There's the pressure. She's going to get it done. Yeah, uh, but lots of good tidbits and everything else that she's going to have in there. Uh, but most importantly, is sitting down and you know having a full discussion about it. So, yeah. Um, uh, perfect. I do have a fantastic listing coming on that I oh, want yeah. to mention. Yep. So um, by the end of the day tomorrow, I will have a great split level home in Hingham coming on the market. Yes. Nice. It's beautiful. Everything in the house has been done. You know, since they've owned the house, they've pretty much redone everything: the roof, the siding, the windows, the kitchen. Um, it has central air. It has two full bathrooms. It's yeah, the picture looked beautiful. Yeah. That you it had a little snapshot on it. How yeah. much is that going on for? So that's coming on for nine eighty nine. Nice in Hingham, yes. huh? In Hingham, yes, on wow. Harvest Lane. It's a beautiful um, horseshoe neighborhood. Yeah, very close to Route Three and Derby shops. Nice. And it's centrally located. So perfect. And uh, will you be doing an open house or anything this weekend? Yes. Yeah, so so I'm planning to do an open house on Saturday from eleven to one, and Sunday will be twelve thirty to two, I believe. Okay, perfect. And then, of course, if anybody wants to get an appointment, they can call you. Absolutely. Call the office. We'll get you. Um, I actually have a listing coming on the market as well, either tonight or tomorrow morning. Uh, That is located at 25 Ledgewood in um, Duxbury. It's a four-bedroom colonial. It is going on for 1-1. It has some beautiful, beautiful views out back. Uh, So if you want any information on that, 781-294-4848 or bostonconnect.com. And all of our past shows, talkrealestateroundtable.com, and all of our contact information, bostonconnect.com. Thank you so much, Sue, for joining us tonight. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Sue. (laughs) Go to Boston Connect to find all her information. And if you are from the town of Pembroke, we are having a public forum on Tuesday, June 20th at 630 at the Pembroke High School Cafeteria. This is for the Master Plan uh, Collaboration Committee. We could really use your input uh, for shaping the future of the town of Pembroke. So please come. Hope to see you there. Yeah. Bye. Bye. George. See ya.